Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Ball. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Check it out. There are 21 one-hour videos. It's the best commercial agent training in the world. I guarantee it. Learn more at CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, we have an exciting show for you today. We're going to talk about one of the sectors that I think is really in most question right now with the industry, and that's the office sector. You know, we have still a lot of work from home, work from anywhere uh, going on. We have a lot of buildings, office buildings still today that really aren't in full use, especially in the larger cities and larger buildings. Well, what does that mean for the office market? How is it really performing right now? Because here we are in, in late and early fall of 2021. Where are we today? Let's find out. Please welcome my guest. It's David Kahn. He is Director of Market Analytics with the CoStar Group. He's joining us in Studio One. David, good to see you. Happy to be back, Michael. Well, David, I think that's one of the biggest questions that uh, my audience has today about commercial real estate in general. It's got, we kind of know what's going on industrial and multifamily. They're doing well. We kind of know retail is kind of hitting this. A lot of it's doing really, really well. Maybe not in the central business district where all the high-rise office buildings are, but, but we kind of know that. But office is kind of like a question mark, right? And we've seen a lot of sublease space hit the market. Uh, if you don't mind, let's start there. Uh, we hear there's a lot of sublease. See, there's a lot of sublease space on the market. Where are we right now with it? Here we are at the beginning of October 2021. Well, you're right. First of all, industrial multifamily are looking quite strong right now throughout the country. Office is a little bit of a question mark still, but we're starting to see early signs of improvement. And to that point for the sublet space, sublet space after rising for six straight quarters after the onset of the pandemic has finally leveled off quarter over quarter, which is a great time for the market. We're still at record highs, but there's a lot more sublet leasing activity right now, which we're going to need to see to start to get that real strong improvement in overall fundamentals. Yeah. And there's a lot of these buildings where, like you, you just came in our building, you know, there's a lot of the parking lot, a lot of spaces are still empty. So it's like a lot of these tenants are still paying, uh, but they're not using the space, right? They're, they're not yet. But uh, what we've seen is with Delta, the Delta variant has really pushed back a lot of return to office protocols. Everyone thought, okay, we're going to come back Labor Day because of schools. Well, Delta kind of put put a dagger into that temporarily, but you know firms are still looking for space. They're reassessing their physical footprints. They're still exploring hybrid or possible remote work. But at the end of the day, what we've seen so far and what we saw last quarter in, in the third quarter of 2021 was an increase in leasing activity once again. We're not quite back to the pre-COVID levels where we want to be back in 2018, 2019 but we are inching higher. So that's a sign that firms that when they're up for renewals, when they're looking for space, they're still looking to lease off the space. It just depends on how much, where, and uh, when. Yeah. And let's talk about vacancy. Uh, so what were, what were vacancy kind of, where were we in 2019, 2020, and now where are we today in 2021? 
So 2019, at, at the absolute trough of the vacancy rate, we're around 10%. Now we're a little bit above 12%. So uh, the good news is, again, similar to leasing activity, we were averaging about 30 million square feet of negative net absorption following the pandemic per quarter. Last quarter was around 5 million, right? So we're still down, we're still negative. The vacancy rate still rose a little bit, but it's starting to flatten out, right? So that's a good sign for the market. You know, obviously we don't want to be at 12% for a long period of time and we need leasing activity to start to really ramp up to get that vacancy rate to trend downwards. But, you know, the good news is we are still below that Great Recession era peak. And unlike the Great Recession, when a lot of firms were going out of business and were leaving, moving out of space because of financial difficulties, now the economy is in great shape, right? Office using employment is starting to ramp back up. So this is more of a choice. And the question is, is this a secular structural shift in terms of office demand and reducing footprints remote work, or is it more of a temporary situation where firms, you know, we're talking middle of next year, everyone's back in the office and we start to really see that ramp up once again. Yeah. And we all know uh, companies that are kind of in that camp that, hey, we're going to need less space. We can have more work from home. Uh, They're kind of testing it. We've got some clients that uh, have thought that and now we're kind of coming, whoa, we're not getting the productivity that we need. Um, and, but yeah, there are still a lot of businesses and companies that can be productive with work from home, work from anywhere or some hybrid model. But the big tech companies, uh, they, seemingly they would be one that their tech, they could work from anywhere, but they're kind of telling us a different story, right? They are. And I mean, not only are the big tech companies leasing a lot of space, uh, you know, Microsoft opening some big campuses, Google, Apple, but they're acquiring their own buildings in certain cases. So that just happened with Google in New York, Apple in the Bay Area. And you're not going to buy your own real estate if you're a Google or an Apple, if you're not convinced that you're going to need that space long term. Right. right? And, and what they're doing, and to your point, it is, it's about productivity. It's about, you know, making sure that you're setting up a good situation for your own workforce, but it is also being cognizant of that workforce and trying to attract that top tier talent, which these tech firms, they need to be on the top of their game near universities. They need to pay the most, but they also need to set up a situation where if someone is working remote, they need to be all good to go. But we also need to have the top tier space that when they do want to work in the office, when they do have that collaborative time, they can be right in, plug and play, ready to go, and it needs to be easily accessible to highly educated talent. Are you seeing that, David, in the numbers? Are Class A buildings and newer buildings doing better than the rest? They have lately. Um, the four and five star or our Class A, the net absorption was flat uh, last quarter. So, again, not the strongest, Mark. We'd love to see you know positive 10 million square feet or so, but the fact that it has rebound a little bit stronger than the BNC space uh, is, is an early sign, I think, of that flight to quality that we've been talking about really for the past decade or so. When firms like an Apple, a Google, a Microsoft, when they're shopping for space, they still want that top tier space. That's not to say that BNC won't come back eventually, but you know that top tier space, especially if you can get it at a discount or in a sublet lease, um, that's very attractive for a lot of firms who are looking to attract that high quality labor. Or buy it. Or buy it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think there's real good opportunities for occupiers of space today to, to get great space, get a better deal than they would have, say, two years ago, and also maybe to acquire a, a building. 
right? Uh, what a great time for occupiers. Um, what about new supply? Because to your point about, you know, these companies really need to be in nice buildings and well-located, uh, maybe newer buildings too, that have more wellness features, more touchless technology. Mm-hmm. How is that impacting new supply? Because at one side, you think, well, wow, who's going to build new office buildings today with these empty office buildings? But then you see, well, all these companies really want to attract their client, their, their employees. They really want great space from the BN. So how, how is that shaking out in new supply numbers? Well, overall construction has slowed. So we were at about 160 million square feet underway before the pandemic. We're at about 140 million right now. And groundbreakings have slowed, but maybe not as slow as one would think, considering the, the stress in the office market. You know, there's still appetite for that super high-end space, and it really does depend on the sub-market in this case, where if you're in a highly educated area, really dense, urban, fast-growing sub-market, there's a better chance that you can make that case for your lender or an underwriting deal uh, to build and build a little bit of spec, right? So. It really does depend on that micro market, that sub market, and in some cases, the specific site and who you're looking to attract. If you're in a tech area like, say, Midtown Atlanta, there's a good case to be made that you know, we, we could use a little bit more speculative office supply considering all that leasing volume that we've seen in that particular sub market. Yeah. One of the trends it seems like should be happening as well is people doing nicer build outs to attract their employees, right, to get that collaboration. Um, and also, uh, maybe more square footage per person. Obviously, the market had really pushed down to, to very small square footage per person. Are you seeing any change there? No, it's really too early to tell on that mm-hmm. end. Um, a lot of that is, if we're pulling the numbers just straight, at, straight in terms of net absorption, and space, that's going to be skewed because of all this negative net absorption that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen a huge shift yet. We are hearing more anecdotally that firms are looking to, you know, maybe spread out a little bit. But in terms of the actual data, the numbers, we haven't seen that play out just yet. But to your point, we are way down in terms of our square footage uh, per person in almost every single market over the past 10 years or so. Mm. And even if that flattens out, the fact that it's not decreasing would actually be a, a positive tailwind for office demand going forward. Yeah. And as an example, my company, you know, we have about 50 people and we have probably 500 square foot per yeah. person and we have private offices for our brokers. And I think because of that, we have had people working here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, with the, the worst of COVID, you know, we were desolate, right? But, but we've had a lot of, and it's helped our productivity. And you know, I think people have felt more comfortable being here because we're not crammed in space. We don't have tons of open space with people crammed in. They're not sharing uh, hoteling. So it seems like, you know, and, and I'm a bit of a germaphobe. I didn't want to be in that position anyway or putting my people in that position before COVID. But it seems like it could be a trend uh, moving forward to have more uh, private offices, have more square footage per person. Um, I want to ask you about uh, values because I lead a team that sells office buildings and we have never been busier. We're seeing a lot of, a lot of demand uh, of, of buildings that we're, we're selling. And, and on the broker side, we're seeing uh, good cap rates. What are you seeing in your numbers at CoStar on, on office values? Well, we've seen, I think what will surprise a lot of people is we've seen overall values remain relatively flat since the onset of the pandemic. And that's despite 
some of the worst numbers we've ever seen for office, which seems a little bit of a little bit counterintuitive. Yeah. But I think a lot of those numbers that goes into our, our model, our algorithm for office values, a lot of the top tier assets that are net that are triple net lease to these high end tenants on long term deals, they're selling for an absolute premium. Uh, maybe some of the some of the sales at the lower end of the market might have seen a little bit of softness, but we're not seeing much distress at all especially compared to after the Great Recession. And in terms of how well-capitalized owners are, if they don't have to sell, they're not going to sell right now. In a lot of cases, so you do have some value-seeking investors who are looking to acquire some office parks, some investors looking to acquire office parks as adaptive reuse because of just how much, uh, so, so how much demand for multifamily apartments there are in a lot of these suburban areas that there are these old office parks out there that might be sitting vacant. So a developer come in, maybe demolish or, or renovate one of those buildings and turn it into multifamily. We have started to see a little bit more of that throughout the country. Um, but really overall, the values have been driven by those super high-end deals in core submarkets, really similar to what we saw before the pandemic. So not much distress selling in the office world? Not much at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's interesting because there's a lot of investors and funds in the marketplace that kind of, oh, here's a recession, here's a chance. They were licking their chops. <laughs> and they're just not really seeing it. Um, well, it's interesting. So that's kind of where we've been and where we are. But what do you expect moving forward? It seems like the um, there's a question mark there because we're not really through with COVID yet. What's the future look like? Unfortunately, we're not. Uh, Delta seems to be trending downwards, which is obviously a great sign for not only the office market, but our whole society. So that, that's great. I mean, the hope is at the end of the year, we start to get more and more people vaccinated who haven't been just yet. Uh, the world can start to return to normal. And as these firms continue to reassess their own physical footprints, their own outlook, that they'll be looking to either remain in, in, in place or expand. Um, now there's obviously an upside or a downside to that because this has been going on so long, a lot of companies are getting used to it. And the more you get used to it, right, it's inertia, something in motion wants to stay in motion, something that doesn't, doesn't. So it's really that push to get people back into the office, reassess that, and then see as these deals come up, where do we want to be? Do we value transit? Do we value this high-end space? And what type of office space will we be looking for? Now, the X factor, and, and back to your original point, all the sublet space on the market, there's some great high-end space on the market that firms are eyeing right now. And you can come in, plug and play, sometimes get furniture, get a great deal on some great space. You can trade up for that and possibly expand into, into some office space. And we've started to see a little bit of that lately, not quite to the scale that we, uh, that we need to see to get the vacancy rate trending downwards. But you know, early signs, I would definitely look out for that sublet market. Um, as I mentioned before, about 14% of all leases, all RBA leased in the third quarter was a sublet lease, which is about double the historical average. So the sublet market is hot. I would definitely keep an eye on that going forward as a leading indicator for the recovery of the overall market. And is, is the sublease market doing well because of a lot of activity? Or is it also some of the sublease spaces coming back off the market? 
is some, are some of these companies going, wait, wait, I, I do need that space? Yeah, there is some of that. There yeah. is a, there was one big situation in, in downtown Atlanta with Flexport where they took their sublet space off the market and then expanded into another floor. So I, I don't think there's a ton of that going on just yet. But, you know, there's still a lot of churn, right? And the fact that sublet space is flattened out, it hasn't fallen just yet, you know, it's a positive. We've, we've kind of stopped the bleeding. Uh, but there's still a lot of churn. There are still sublet availabilities coming on the market. In my CoStar alerts every day, I'm checking them to see what the biggest sublet availabilities are. And, you know, pretty much seeing that tit for tat, one big sublet lease for one big sublet availability come on. Once you start to see that, go in the direction of more sublet leases than availabilities coming online, then you would think, okay, this market's starting to turn. Yeah. How do you forecast office performance when you don't know what's going on with COVID? <laughs> All right, so I'm just asking you to forecast it anyway. So forecast a, a year ahead, so, so a year in the future. Where do you think a year from now where the office market might be? So keep in mind, this is recorded. So this, this is, I could get in trouble with this because I, I don't. Uh, you don't really know. My, 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 and my, I don't put my quantitative hat on too often. But, yeah. um, you know, again, it's, it's the upside downside risk here, right? Mm-hmm. The, the downside is remote work is here to stay. Uh, firms will continue to look to shed space to cut costs. The upside scenario would be office using employment continues to ramp up. The economy continues to boom. Again, this isn't like the Great Recession where we were in a malaise for, we were hit hard, right? Office using employment, financial employment was hit, absolutely devastated by, by the Great Recession. Well, now financial is, is looking reasonably strong, right? It's a leader. Leisure and hospitality is lagging. So when you're looking at these office using sectors, people are hiring more people for office. They will theoretically need more office space. So if we continue to recover at this pace, if the economic growth continues to ramp up, and the fact is we haven't been hit in terms of GDP and we're about to go above, uh, or we are above pre-COVID trend for GDP, there's a good reason to believe that an overall economy that's growing, you'll start to see firms reassess and start to take more office space. So it really is a glass half empty, glass half full situation, right? I mean, it's very difficult to look right now and say, hey, we're about to see this surge in office leasing. But from an economic standpoint, from a labor standpoint, there is a case to be made that firms still need to be in the office. And once we start to get back, that expansion plans will go through and that will include some physical office space. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. My belief is that when companies feel safe to have their employees back in the office and have them together, that they're going to want all the benefits that that creates for the employees themselves, mm-hmm. right? For their training and for their advancement in their career. But I would sum up what I think uh, why the office market will come back strong once it is safe in one sentence. <laughs> one sentence. <laughs> Just one. One sentence. And that is cybersecurity, intellectual property protection, culture, productivity, quality, efficiency, recruiting, onboarding, training, collaboration, retention, growth, and profits. And I think, you know, for all of those reasons that I think the office market will come back really strong uh, once we all feel safe, right, and comfortable. I think the worst thing that could happen is you force your employees back and, and, and something happens bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you talked earlier about some of the performance uh, forecasts 
for office relates around vaccination, right? So, and there's a lot of controversy out there now about, you know, hey, is that taking away our rights to require it? But, you know, we, when we look back at history, we've all been vaccinated for things that, that uh, pandemics that now they're saying we're, this is worse than, than mm-hmm. those early pandemics that we're all vaccinated for. I did something controversial at my firm uh, recently. I instituted a groundwork that said, look, if you're not fully vaccinated uh, as an agent at our office, then don't come to our office. Work remote. In fact, don't see our clients in person. Um, but, you know, our business works well, can work very well remote. We're very well set up to support brokers anywhere in the, in the country uh, remotely. So it's not like they're getting fired, right? They can still work. But I felt like it was safe, safer for our clients, for our employees, for our brokers to have fully vaccinated people. Um, is that really something that's kind of going on right now? There's a lot of controversy about it. Is that really going to potentially impact the office performance as well? I think the longer this goes on and this being just COVID being in the back of everyone's mind, um, and we were talking about it before the show, mask on the move, you're still in, in, you're in a hotel, you're wearing a mask, you're still in the grocery store wearing a mask. Once we can finally ditch that, which I can't wait to do personally, uh, then, you know, once we get back to that, to that normal, we can kind of breathe for a second, take a look at the numbers take a look at what firms are th- thinking about, what CEOs are thinking about with their workforces, mm-hmm. right? And then determine, okay, is are there these structural shifts that we're going to see? Or by 2023, we'll be sitting here laughing about it. Hey, remember when we thought that the world was ending because of, because of COVID and office and vaccinations, yeah. and we're back rip rearing to go, the economy's doing great. And, uh, you know, we're, you're still selling a bunch of office buildings. Right, so, right. Um, I, I think, you know, that that's what I hope. And I, and I hope for, for people who aren't vaccinated, again, as you said, um, it's a public health situation. It's very serious and a lot of people have died. So mm-hmm. um, the more we can avoid that and the more we can avoid any kind of um, issues with that, the, the better, I think. Yeah. And that's why I required vaccination for uh, fully vaccination for people coming in our office as, as uh, agents and, and employees and I think it's important. And I think, uh, you know, if you, my advice for building owners and for occupiers of space is create an environment that people want to come back to mm-hmm. for all those benefits that I mentioned before, whether you're an employee or an employer, uh, you know, there's benefits of getting people together. And people are a lot more expensive in the turnover and training of those people is a lot more expensive than office space. So let's, let's develop buildings, let's improve buildings that have touchless technology, that have more fresh air in the ventilation systems. Let's get uh, your space where you have more square footage per person. If you want to see an example of that, call me to see our office. We have uh, fresh flowers cut every week. Uh, we have lots of plants that uh, provide oxygen. We have lots of light. We have lots of square footage per person. We have a cafe. We have a lounge. We have a game room with a pool table. We have a, a comp video conferencing room that's perfectly set up for mobile conferencing. So I think we can create environments that want where people want to be and want to get back together. And, um, and so everyone has all the benefits of that. And I think you said it. 
free snacks, great coffee. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, that helps. It, it yeah. helps me pick me up in the middle of the day. But There you go. Um, absolutely. And then the wellness certification, right? Of course. That's out there. So, you know, you can create a more healthy building. You can create a more healthy space. And I think that this environment is going to really help catapult uh, the wellness certification. We'll put a link to a show that we've done on the wellness certification, uh, the benefits of it, and, and how to get it. Well, David, what would you leave our audience with ready to the office sector uh, moving forward? Well, I think uh, the, the words of the day right now, it's cautious optimism. Uh, we've continued to see that increase in leasing activity. Sublet has kind of stopped the bleeding there. Sales volume has picked up. So we're starting to get back to normal. We're not out of the woods just yet, but we're looking for, for Q4. If we can continue that momentum from a leasing perspective, and get that sublet availability start to trend downwards, we could look at possibly a pretty strong 2022. Um, of course, contingent on the public health situation, but those are the things that we're tracking, that leasing activity in the sublet market right now. Excellent. Well, I feel better now, David. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and thank you for being on the show with us. My pleasure. All right. And thank you for joining us around the country, around the world. We appreciate uh, you sharing the show. We appreciate your comments. And please do connect with us on your favorite social media. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Buxton. Take leasing site selection and due diligence to the next level. Make the right decisions with on-demand mobile data. Visit BuxtonCo.com. By Bull Realty. For proven commercial real estate asset and occupancy solutions, contact me. My email is Michael at BullRealty.com. By Commercial Agent Success. Expert level commercial real estate broker training. Cloud Access One, up to 21 one-hour videos. Visit CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Thank you for reviewing, subscribing, and sharing America's commercial real estate show.